Druids and cars go into festivals. They can chat about things. It's a druid podcast in cars. Sometimes the best parts of festivals are the discussions that surround them, reflections on what we did and heard, anticipation of what's to come, and processing what it all means in relation to our spiritual work. We wanted to help either introduce you to that phenomenon or extend it for you. That's what this is about. I'm Reverend Jana Vende. And I'm Reverend Michael J. Dangler. We're priests of Arnriach Fane and members of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. We're recording these sessions actually live in cars, actually going to festivals and events, so you will hear road noise, turn signals, and navigation prompts. But that's part of what makes it fun. So... Sit back and enjoy Druids in Cars going to festivals. One of the things that a lot of people feel about their own personal paganism, not necessarily about other people's paganism, but about their own personal paganism, is sometimes they feel like they're not pagan enough. Yeah, it's a very um, self-critiquing kind of thought that... uh, makes you feel very, I don't know, like you're doing it wrong. Or not enough. Like, you're, you're not involved enough, or you're not advancing fast enough in your skill set. Right, or you're not doing devotionals often enough, or um, all the things that we do aren't enough. You know, I wrote a, a song about that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all things are sacred, and kind of the the idea is that no matter what it is that you are doing, it's enough. And, you know, I wrote it partly from a place of, um, if you're going through a bout of, like, depression, that that all things are sacred, and if all you're offering is tears, that that is also enough. Um, and if, if that's what you have to give, that because it is what you have to give, it is enough. And because you are caring enough to make the gift. Yeah, yeah. It, you're bringing a gift, and you're bringing the best of the gift that you can, and that is enough. Yeah. We go to a lot of festivals, and we're both very active in both our local community and the broader, particularly ADF, but also the community. Uh, and the level of activity that we have is not the same level that everyone else should have. Right, right. Which I think is important to note. And we, when you're doing the work, no matter what level you're doing it at, it's something that is valuable, it's something that is useful, it's something that you should be proud of. Right, well, and I think especially in our current, like, social media culture, you know, you, you see what other people are doing and you you compare yourself to what they're doing. Um, and that's not necessarily valuable, you know, um, because, like you were saying, you and I are both very active in our communities, um, which by its very nature means that our, our public ritual work becomes very visible. Yes. Um, and it... it shows what we do there, it doesn't necessarily show what we do in our own personal devotions, though I know you and I both have fairly regular things that we do, um, but, but it, 
the culture forces people to compare their lives to others. It sure does, and nowhere is that worse than on picture-heavy sites like Instagram and Tumblr, right? Where you don't see any of the back-end work, right? And you you don't necessarily see the bad days when people don't do things, or the bouts of time when life gets in the way and things kind of fall off. And that's because social media constructs a personal presence. It, it creates a persona right. that people follow. And, and, I mean, we do that. Yeah. Everybody does that on social media because you don't want to take pictures of your worst days. You want to take pictures of your best days. Right. Although I do occasionally take pictures of really bad days to be like, just in case you thought I had it all together... Yeah, well, it's pretty clear that neither of us do. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah. Do not worry. We have it less together than you some days. (laughs) Possibly most days. And, really, the doing of the work, the, the process, whatever level you're able to do it at, it's enough. Right, and it's okay if that changes, I think. Um, What is enough for you for one stretch of time may not be enough at another stretch of time, and you naturally um, start doing more. Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about that when we were talking about dawn rituals. Right, and I was saying that I hadn't done a dawn ritual in months, um, and now, like, that practice has kind of been kicked off again. Yeah. And so it'll it'll come back and you know um I know a lot of times when I've done study groups where we talk about personal practice particularly as it relates to the dedicant work um and so like we'll give examples of things that you can do and you know sometimes my examples are like well I have a daily devotion that I do and then trying to also like hand in hand explain that you don't have to do daily devotional work like that is what works for me yeah. um but it may not work for you and that's okay yeah and one of the things that I have done in the past and continue to do is I take vacations from devotional work yeah and you, you know, do it very intentionally a lot I of times if, if I am away on vacation I often will also take a vacation from devotional work and because it's a vacation, you're supposed to do that from time to time, and right. it's really hard to do, especially in today's media age, where you're always connected, you're always available for work, whether or not you're <laughs> actually at work, if you depend, no matter what kind of job you have. I was gonna say, because I do more of like the full time priesting than you do, yeah, and so that can be especially hard for me when you're like, you're always, always on, call. on, you're always on call, it yeah. feels like sometimes. Um, I I have two jobs outside of my priesting and uh, so yes you probably do significantly more full time priesting than I do yeah (laughs) Um, and but yeah I I take intentional vacations and so there are days when I just don't do the things that I expect of myself the only thing that I haven't done that for is the flame of hope work Mm -hmm. so tending the flame of hope I said I do that for four straight years, so I do that for four straight years. Yeah, I remember that you had the one day when you, like, your flight got delayed, Yep. and there was, like, this sense of distress that you had because you couldn't light a flame in, in the, an airport. In an airport. Or on a plane. Right. Yes. And, yeah, 
I, I ended up posting about that and saying, hey, I need someone to light it, because I didn't have any matches. I had a candle. But yeah, no but matches. no matches. And... And, and no lighter. And you can't buy matches or a lighter at an airport these days. Right. And so um, I put out a post of an unlit candle and said, hey, light a candle. And that post <laughs> in the comments, there's candles all the way down. There's a ton of candles in that post. Like, I, I don't know... Especially because, like, I follow the page, but you know how pages don't like to actually show you things a lot yes. of times? you can set them to see first. Good to know. So, if, if you wanted, for instance, to see Tending the Flame of Hope's posts first, then you go onto the page and you hit see first. Same thing with, I don't know, Jersey Cars going to festivals. Good you to know. see first, and every time a post shows up, it'll show up. It'll show up at the top of your feed, huh? Yeah. I didn't know that. But yeah, so like I didn't realize how many people follow that page until <laughs> until like that particular post when you said I need someone to light a candle and I mean, you had a ton of yeah. candles that people had lit. And and I did so I got off the plane and I got out the door and I made it to the smoking area at John Glenn International Airport in Columbus, Ohio. Um at five till midnight, and I got my candle lit, but it was really close run. Right. I mean, I've I've never had one quite that close run, where I didn't get, where I almost, or where I was certain that I wouldn't get a candle lit. Right. Um, Proceed to the root. And I still did manage to. Yeah. So I think that 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 kind of stuff, like taking vacations, is is a good point. I'm not as good as that as you are. Um, Note me, note me feeling like I am not enough in that, <laughs> in that some, aspect. It takes some practice to take vacations yeah. sometimes. Um, and I mean... Starting route to home. I have to reset here. Stay in the left two lanes. Better now. Yeah, Siri okay. lost us. Continue straight. Had to find us again. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, so this is this is an example of like where I feel like I'm not good enough. Because um, you're not taking enough vacations. Well, I'm not taking vacations, but then I I also think that I mean just like our different personalities, like I don't know, and I could be totally calling this wrong, but our different personalities, like I think I am sometimes more susceptible to like, oh man, I should really be doing other stuff, and I'm not doing. I'm not doing what I need to do when really in actuality I am doing what I need to do. Like, um, well, I feel that way too. I mean, I think that that's a, a common human affliction. And no matter who you are, you're going to feel like you're not doing enough. Yeah, but you it, don't show it as much. <laughs> I mean, I'm not an external processor either. That's true. It's very true. <laughs> but... I mean, when, when I when I stopped regularly doing Dawn devotionals, I didn't talk about it. Right. But I felt like, well, I'm, I'm not doing this. Is there something wrong with the way that I'm interacting with the spirits or something like that? But... Which I think can rapidly turn into, like, is there something wrong with me? Yeah. Because you're talking about, like, I'm not doing this. Is there something wrong that I should be doing? Um, is there a way that I should rectify this with the spirits? But, like, the next step of that feeling 
is, is there something wrong with me? Yes. And that does happen. And it's a, it's a not uncommon thing, I think, to go that extra step. But I don't... I come from a different space of... I often go that extra step. Yeah. I I come from a different space. It is a special skill that I have (laughs) to go that extra step. I I, I treat it very much like I treat stage fright and things like that, Mm -hmm. where I look at that feeling and I say, you know what? That feeling is just a feeling, and I can walk past it. I can move beyond it. And if I ignore it, if I let it go, if I... I stop in his tracks, it'll be fine. Yeah. And for me, it is. And it's not that way for everybody. Right. But just like I know that when I get onto a stage, I can kick that stage fright off the stage by starting the work. I also know that I can say, well, it's actually not me. Right. And if I wanted to, I could restart this. And I can create a plan to do that. And so I don't have that. It's just it's just the way that I deal with it. And it works for me because of the way that my mental process works. And it won't work for everybody. So. Yeah, I have a much harder time doing that. Um, I don't know. Like, trying to think about the ways that I combat feeling like I'm not enough. Um, I, I tend to more intentionalize my practice. Like, I don't do more. Um, Like, if if what I'm doing is lighting a candle in the morning um, and I don't have... Like, I I don't feel like that is enough. Rather than adding things, I tend to make that action more intentional. Yes. And, And that is often what I do as well. And... One of the other things that has helped me is the fact that you live three minutes away from me. Right. And so, if I'm not feeling up to doing a clergy mountain journey, or I was just going to say that <laughs> something like that, I've got you to say, "Well, I, I'm accountable to someone right. for doing it." Because not every priest posts, and I haven't posted for a really long time um, about our experiences with that even though we all should. Right. Well, in just our, like, the way our schedules have lined up, we haven't, because we did them together for a long time. Yeah. And we haven't been doing them together recently. Um, and we used to, like, share our write-ups. And occasionally, I think I'll send you a couple of things where I'm like, this is a thing that I saw or a thing that happened. Yeah. Um, but not as much just how our schedules have lined up. And I expect we'll, we'll flow back shift back the point. other direction at some point. But... Yeah. But having someone else to be accountable to helps a lot. Yeah. And not everyone has that, so I feel very fortunate to have the relationship that we do where we can... Be that that accountability buddy. Yes, the accountability buddy. <laughs> um, and if you don't have someone specific to do that to, start a journal of some sort online that is... It could be as anonymous as you want or, or whatever... Um, but you mean like a blog journal exactly yeah. a blog or something like that where you can be accountable to the reader 
out there in the the internet either. Yeah, or if you're if you're committing to post once a week or every other week, like you you have that sense of accountability to do that. Yeah, and if the if the blog is public, then as you obtain readers, then you can feel a sense of accountability to them, and you know if you if your blog dies because that happens to a lot of blogs. Yep. Whatever. But at least, you, you know, you, you gave it a shot. You, yeah. You tried to put something out I there. know um, th- this isn't so much with, like, a practice thing, but uh, Reverend Lauren Mart has done things in the past regarding uh, study programs, but you can do it with, like, cleaning your house or something where she'll say, I need someone to do sprints with me, where it's like you commit to doing 20 minutes and then checking in with yep. someone else. Um, and, I, and that was like the first time I heard her talking about that. I was like, that is a really great idea because you can do anything for 10 minutes, right? Yeah. Um, and it's not, when you think about it as like, okay, it's 10 minutes. I can set aside a 10 minute chunk of my day to do this and then be done with it mm-hmm. for the day, which a lot of times is what I have to remember with my devotional practice is in the craziness of getting ready to get the kids out the door in the morning, um, three minutes to light a candle and say some words, like, that's not a huge lift. It it doesn't actually make a difference in terms of whether the kid's going to get out the And especially because my altar is on a microwave shelf, and my microwave is actually under that shelf. Um, Like, I can literally be heating up breakfast for them while I'm doing my my devotion. It works well. And I, I will echo that shout out to Reverend Mark because that is an excellent idea just posting on Facebook hey I want to do I want to do a devotional thing can I check in with someone when I do it Mm -hmm. and then maybe maybe all the check in is because this is usually what it is for me is here's a picture of what I did yeah, yeah, it doesn't even ha- it doesn't even have to be words. Yeah. You know, so you don't even have to think about like the talking about it necessarily, but just the I did it. Yep. And I mean, that's in many ways that's what the flame of hope is, is it is a photo evidence every day. <laughs> um, it, it's your accountability for doing it. It is. And so every day I post a photo of the candle that I lit. Um, and in doing that, it creates that that accountability for me and it also shows other people that there's someone out there actually doing it so I'm not reporting on it like once a week or something like that it's but it's right well and that reminds me of um one of the things that you've talked about before um is like when someone says will you pray for me yeah instead of I'm going through a rough time or whatever it is right so instead of responding like thoughts and prayers good vibes hugs or whatever like, the actual act of going and lighting a candle, taking a picture of it, and sending it to them. It's immeasurable in... I mean, it's a huge difference in the way that feels. Yes. Thoughts and prayers are great, as we have learned, though, over the last few years. They have gotten a certain kind of rap. Even if they're... <laughs> even if someone says, I'll pray for you, and they're not empty words, like, they're that's not just that person saying that only it feels very different on the receiving end when you get a picture of a candle candle or a short written prayer that you send them privately or um, whatever your method of doing that is is a lot more meaningful to that person Um, 
and I've got the I've got people that I occasionally I just light a candle and I send them a picture of it. Yeah, just sometimes out of the blue. Yeah, you've done that for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of fun. It's nice. It's nice. It makes me feel good about the work that I'm doing, and it helps them know that someone out there, someone is, cares. Yeah. Um, it's a win-win. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally a win-win. So I think I mean like. This whole idea of not being enough, I think it, it, I don't want to say you're wrong, but. <laughs> but you're wrong. But you're you wrong, and you, and you are enough, and the things that you are doing are enough. And, um, I mean, like, the line from the song I wrote is you should know that all things are sacred, you should know that all things can be offered, and you should know that you are enough, and it's enough. And it is, and it, honestly. It is probably one of my favorite pagan songs. Um, it, it is. I think it's the best one you've written. I it, like I've said before. It's one of the only ones that I still really like, even after all the time. Because a lot of times when you write songs, like you like it at first and it's great and you'll perform it, and but you get tired of it even if other people don't. Yeah. And this is one that like I haven't gotten tired of. And I really like when we go to new festivals and there's new people there who hear it for the first time and, like, you can see them be kind of emotional about it. And, like, that's, I mean, that's really fulfilling for me. Um, and I think that we should take this episode out on All Things Are Sacred.
and there's more to come. We welcome your ideas and questions. If there's something that you'd like to hear us discuss in a future episode, please drop us a line at druidsincars at threecranes.org. If you would like to donate, you can do so at threecranes.org slash donate. Druids in Cars Going to Festivals is a production of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. Learn more about our grove at threecranes.org and more about druidry at adf.org. As always, keep circulating the tapes and let us pray with a good fire.